now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so look, uh, you know, this is going to be a fun show, uh, at least for Dennis, because he has found a contractor to supply him with a new engine or overhauled engine for his Mooney 201, and we have these special guests on the show with us to kick off Just Plane Radio today. Is that right, Dennis? That's correct. We've got uh, Aaron and JD from Pinnacle Engines. And, you know, up until, what, about a a little over a week ago, I hadn't even considered Pinnacle, you know, as a vendor because I was looking for, you know, shops near me here in Fort Myers somewhere that it would be easier for me to, you know, to to get the uh, engine shipped over or loaded up in one of the neighbor's trucks. And and the strangest things happen is I get an email from Tom Haynes at AOPA. Right. So we had a listener actually reach out to Tom to because he had heard the tale of woe of my uh, my engine problems, and it turns out it was Aaron from Pinnacle Engines, and uh, he reached out to Tom to get a hold of me, and we struck up a conversation, and uh, well, <laughs> as it, as it works out, my engine's on its way to Alabama as we speak. Okay, so uh, Aaron, you've heard Just Plane Radio before, is that the case? Yeah, I listen to it every week when you guys post a new show. Wow. Um, I'm a podcast listener, and I was actually in my Cirrus coming back from Alabama. I actually live in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was listening to you guys over my headset while I was listening to air traffic control. And when I heard Dennis's problem, I wrote it down, and the next day I contacted tom because tom was actually on your show as well mm-hmm. um i think it was maybe the last five minutes of your last show when you started talking about overhauls compared to uh factory overhauls uh so i decided to reach out to tom to see if we could help and that's where we got started well there you go okay well first off i guess i gotta apologize for the fact that he's listened to the show before but the fact that he's still you know talking to us now wow i don't know maybe we've gotten better what are the odds? Uh, but uh, I love the story. I appreciate you uh, reaching out. Obviously, you have made Captain Dennis's day uh, to give him a new option for his uh, engine overhaul because he called me up and, and he goes, oh, my gosh, I think we we got a big time winner now. You were pretty excited about this, right, Dennis? Well, I was because, you know, when I was looking at everything that the, was going to happen with the overhaul, um the pricing was pretty comparable to what I was seeing from all the vendors, except for one big difference. Everything that was an upcharge for the other vendors was part of your stock build. And to me, that was great. I'm not having to play all a cart. I'm getting the best of the best and I don't have to, you know, make decisions of, well, do I want to cut a corner here or there? I don't have to worry about it. You're already taking care of it. Well, there you go. And, and JD, I guess this issue of uh, looking for an overhaul manufacturer or company in your region is uh, an issue that, you know, people are limiting themselves maybe unnecessarily because you guys deal with this type of stuff all the time. Is that the case? Yeah, some people try to look for something real close to them because they don't want the hassle of shipping, um, you know, the 
the hassle of how do I get it there? Who do I deal with? How much is this going to cost me? And when, you know, when we look at the big picture, we try to figure out, well, how do we make things easy for our customers? So one of the big options was, well, we just handle all the shipping. We take mm-hmm. care of all the freight. We, yeah. We're going to ship the customer a, a box. Once they have that engine in the box, they're going to call us, and we're going to schedule the pickup and have it pick back up again. Um, and it completely eliminates the customer from having to deal with the freight hassle at all. Right. So it allows the customer to feel more comfortable with, okay, I don't have to drive it to the shop now. This makes it that much easier. I can have a crate shipped right here to my airplane, put the engine in it. They're going to pick it right back up from right here where my airplane sits. Yeah, and I know Dennis was pretty happy about that, even though it wasn't going to be that much trouble for him to work it out with his uh, personal situation. But when he was telling me about this, I said, well, does that mean it's going to be delayed another few weeks because you're going to have to work this? Oh, no, the crate's supposed to be here tomorrow. I'm like, what? What the heck? I was like, wow. So obviously you guys da- uh, got this down to a science. Uh, Aaron, what, what do you think as far as Dennis's uh, specific situation with his Mooney 201? Is this a typical type of thing you come across all the time or what at Pinnacle? Yeah, yeah it's pretty typical just because of the amount of time that he has on his engine um, and the amount of years since it was overhaul. Uh, so it's very typical that we see see that. Dennis, how many hours did you have? I think you were close to 1,700, wasn't I correct? Actually, it was uh, 1,780. So, I mean, it was getting much, much closer to the 2,000-hour TBO than I had uh, thought. Yeah. Okay. And, and so is that uh, typical as far as what you come across there, uh, uh, Aaron, or what? I think JD might be best to answer that question. It's more not just about uh, the amount of engine time, uh, the amount of hours on it, but sometimes it can deal with, uh, how many years since last overhaul as well. Right. So, JD, uh, depending on the engine, whether it's like foaming or continental, uh, but I'll let JD finish that answer. Yeah, it is continental, right, uh, Dennis? No, it's a, it's a Lycoming. Oh, it's a Lycoming. Okay. He's got a Lycoming, 200-horse Lycoming. Yeah. Yep. So what do you say, JD? Yeah, it normally has a lot to do with time, uh, you know, a lot more than how many hours are on it. It's normally counter time. And also the way that counter time kind of spaces out is there a long period of time where the aircraft sat that is going to allow corrosion to build in the inside of the engine um with the lycomings continentals uh the cans fail just as much as a lycoming does but a lycoming is a little bit more prone to it because of how high up in the case the cam sits hmm. so with the cam sitting at the top of the engine there's absolutely you know it's the farthest away it can be from oil um but it's also the very first spot for condensation to build up in the top of the case and the drip down onto the cam. So that's where you really run into the problem with the cans failing it is not that it's a mechanical failure, but it's actually caused by the corrosion because the hardening process on both the cam and the lifter is a, a very thin process. Uh, it's just an external based process. It's not hardened all the way through. So when you start to get a, uh, a, pit in it from the corrosion it just really starts to come apart uh in in the bigger pieces and you know then you end up with a completely worn down lobe and a cam or cam follower that looks like uh the moon Which oh, doesn't sound describe like, my engine. You know, I was just going to say, not an <laughs> ideal situation, but time uh, to make sure you get that uh, resolved with an overhaul. Uh, in this case, with Pentacle and, and Dennis, I got to say, uh, you, you were pretty excited beyond you know the fact that hey, they're making this really easy by they just ship box to you, you they take the engine away, do what they got to do. But what what was the deal with the hoses that you were telling me uh, about? 
Well, one of the challenges that I've been trying to get done for the last three years, you know, we put an engine monitor into the airplane back when we did all the avionics upgrades, you know, with the new Avidines and the Apario uh, ADSB solution. But one piece I could never get done was getting a, some plumbing on the engine to get the fuel flow. The, the airplane has never had a gauge to show me how many gallons per minute, which is really helpful when you're flying to be able to, you know, set your mixture right or to determine, you know, if you're going to fly Lena Peak or Rich of Peak. Well, I've been trying to get this transducer installed into the into the fuel system, and three mechanics on three separate occasions haven't been able to get it done. Well, I reached out to JD this morning, and I said, hey, you know, this, thing, this engine's coming to you. Do you have any advice um, or references or, you know, suggestions where I can order, you know, the appropriate hoses? And he said, I got a better idea. Just send the transducer to us, and we'll manufacture the hoses and get it installed as part of, you know, and you'll get it back with the airplane. We won't have to mess with it. Hmm. So that's another headache that's now off my plate. I can finally finish my engine instrumentation. And I know it'll be done right because it'll be done during the rebuild process. How about that? So, J.D., do you like being the, uh, I don't know, the pain reliever to Captain Dennis's uh, <laughs> airplane engine issues? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of customer service. Um, and that's one of our, our largest focuses here at Pinnacle is, of course, safety and customer service. Um, you know, if I can make the customer happy and make it a little bit easier on them, um, then that's what we do. There you go. Uh, you got to love this. I know, like I said, Dennis is bubbling over. He doesn't express it like a normal human being, but trust me, he's like jumping up and down right now. Well, you got to remember, <laughs> it's being counterbalanced by the uh, pain in my wallet. So, there you, you know, go. It's kind of, I'm, I'm reaching this level point here. Okay. That's a universal <laughs> language right there for sure. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi, I'm Michael Goulian, aerobatic champion and air show performer. You might have seen me in the Red Bull Air Race or in air shows around the country. You're listening to Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, here's my close personal friend, Greg, your co-pilot. All right, that was 20 bucks, right? right 25 bucks. <laughs> it's time to fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me. And, you know, that was my close personal friend, Michael Gullion. I don't even know if Dennis is... No, no, he was there. But, you know, he didn't talk about Dennis. <laughs> I didn't have 25 bucks Exactly. On he had no cash on him. So that's how, how Michael rolls. God bless him for it. All right, look, uh, we have some special guests on with us right now. Uh, J.D. and Aaron from uh, Pinnacle Aircraft. Uh, well, I don't know. Pinnacle what engine overhaul? Wait, what do you call this, Dennis? What do you say? They're an engine overhaul shop. Okay, there you go. And uh, they're they're going to get their hands on Captain Dennis's uh, uh, Lycoming engine. They've sent the crate over. Have you shipped it out of the uh, hangar yet, or no? It's being picked up. Okay, it's being uh, getting ready to uh, shipped over to them, and they're going to overhaul it and uh, take uh, take care of it, fix it up, and then they'll send it back, and Dennis will put it in with his engine, you know, his uh, aircraft guy, and uh, it'll be good to go. We'll be flying in no time, right? Well, I don't know about no time, because it does take them quite, you know, a fair amount of time. Uh, J.D., what's the, what's the turnaround that we're looking at, you know, barring any uh, supply shortages? what uh, What's your shop turnaround typically? Our typical turnaround time is six to eight weeks, um, for instance, your engine takes a angle valve cylinder, which is a lot harder to get our hands on uh, with supply issues. So sometimes it may take a little bit longer depending on the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? How does that work? You got to contact uh, Lycoming and get it from them, or do you machine these things, or or what, JD? No, we order them from the manufacturer. Now, there's two options with his engine. You have a factory Lycoming cylinder or Continental bought out ECI years ago, and now they have what's called a Continental Prime cylinder, which is a PMA-ed uh, Lycoming part. So you can do either one when it comes to the Class 13 angle valve cylinders. Got it. So you got to, uh, I don't know, it, it arrives at the plant there. And w- once again, where are you guys located again? It's Silver Hill, Alabama. Okay. Um, just, just on the east side of the Mobile Bay for Mobile. And by the way, if you want to check them out, it's pae.aero is the website. Do I got it right, uh, Dennis? Yeah. You do. Okay. So there you go. Check them out. Uh, and, and you can uh, follow Captain Dennis's flight path. And uh, maybe if you have to go down this road and get your engine overhauled as well. But what are you going to do once this thing arrives? Like throw a party, uh, JD? What do, what do they do there at the plant? Well, we're going to get started on it as soon as it hits the door. Uh, that's one of the things keeping our turn time as quick as possible is not to get backlogged. Mm-hmm. So once the engine gets here, we're going to open the crate, and we're going to take pictures of the whole engine as it sits in the crate, any kind of damages we see, any fittings, um, anything that's airframe-related that's not going to show up in our engine IPC uh, orientation of fittings. So that way when the engine's done and we ship it back, we can make sure everything is as it should be for installation. 
Um, so once it gets here and we get all the pictures taken and document all the part numbers and serial numbers of all the components, it'll go into a teardown bay where they get, you know, they start tearing it down. They take pictures as they're tearing it down. So we have documentation of anything that's damaged, um, you know, as uh, be able to send the customer picture saying, hey, these are our findings when we do an inspection report. Yeah. Then from from the teardown section, it's going to go in the to get cleaned. We do kind of a preliminary uh, inspection, you could say, after teardown before it really goes in the clean, just real quick of, you know, what's good and what's bad. We don't want to waste a bunch of time cleaning bad parts. Yeah. Well, is it like a massive checklist that you guys have to go down uh, specifically to a particular engine that you get like this or what? The checklist we have is pretty much the same across the board for each engine. Um, you know, this, if it, if that engine doesn't have a certain part, then we, you know, NA it, of course, for mm-hmm. the documentation. Uh, we've got a pretty detailed document that we have to do because we are a 145 repair station. So we have to abide by our, you know, rules and everything we do with the FA and our, um, our manual repair station manual. So everything has to be done to order with that. So we try to make it where it will work for each engine. Uh, and then you just kind of go through. And if it doesn't have it, you know, you have to NA it. And we understand that if we made a page for every single engine, we'd have a, a million different documents. Right. But you've been doing this a while, so you kind of know what to look out for, for specific, uh, you know, engines and things like that. Uh, just from doing it so long, Correct. I would imagine, right? Yeah, and uh, and Correct. as far as uh, the FAA and and the oversight that you have to provide, being a what is it an uh, an IA, right? I was flipping well, those. We're one forty five. We're yeah. one forty five repair station. Okay, so I'm the chief inspector and accountable manager here. Yeah, does the FAA ever, ever you know stop in and say, hey, hey, uh, JD, what's going on? Let me look over your shoulder here today. Do they do that kind of thing or no? They leave you alone, don't they? they? Do. Um, no, we, we have a yearly inspection yeah. uh, that they do come in yearly, and they go through all of our paperwork, our processes, make sure that we're doing our processes as we're supposed to, uh, make sure all of our tools are calibrated, paperwork's being filed correctly, uh, you know, they go through the whole shop and, and make sure everything is, is to par for uh, what we do. Okay. But well. they can also, they can pretty much show up anytime they want. <laughs> yeah do they, they do that they yearly count yeah they do these little surprise checks every now and then and say hey hello and then you're like oh. not very often no okay. <laughs> not very often um unless you're kind of on the radar right if you're staying off the radar and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and doing it correctly you'll have your yearly and as long as nothing comes up in that they normally kind of leave you alone they may call you to ask you technical questions sometimes on engines if they're are out in the field doing a, a crash investigation or something. Sometimes they'll pick up the phone and say, "Hey, can I pick your brain for a second? Got it. Uh, but, but they, but they go on your up here all the time. They kind of leave us alone as long as we're staying straight and narrow. Yeah, keeping your reputation in check as you you know as you would expect. And Aaron, uh, you guys Correct. actually Pinnacle's been around for a while, obviously, and has quite a good track record. You're, you're working on a lot of I, I don't know famous aviator engines. Is that a fair assumption, or uh, there's other engines and with AOPA and yeah, Tom that's, Haynes that's, and that's, stuff like that? Yeah, that's a fair assumption. That's how you know Captain Dennis and I connected was through Tom Haynes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently did his uh, Bonanza A36. Uh, we overhauled his IO550B, 
um, for him. And if you guys go back a couple issues in AOPA, he documents that, um, his process of working with Pinnacle. And then also Adrian uh, Eichhorn, who was just in AOPA for going from the North to the South Pole. We just did his Bonanza. He's got a V-tail. Wow. So we, we've done his engines, um, his IO550B as well. So well, there you we, go. We definitely have been part of it the last uh, few weeks in AOPA. And then you got Captain Dennis to kind of bring you back down to earth a little bit. No, that's not right. It's uh, If it's good enough for the big guns, Dennis, it's good enough for you, I guess. Is hey, that's I'm, all the, all the uh, that's right. reference I needed. There you go. P-A-E dot arrow. Uh, that is the website for Pinnacle. Go get your uh, engine overhauled there. JD and their crew, Aaron and everyone, they'll take care of you. I have no doubt. They just proved it. And we thank them for it. We got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. That plane, as beautiful as it looked, is 30 years old. Can you believe it? Hold that plane this morning. What can look so beautiful at 30? An aeroplane. Please don't let those jet engines start. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along, Captain Dennis. Uh, you know, he was kind of singing the blues uh, a couple weeks ago, Dennis was, when it came to his engine overall, because he knew how much of a, uh, well, potential setback this was going to be. But yeah, and now, I mean, uh, you know, he found Pinnacle, uh, thanks to Tom Haynes at AOPA, or... I don't know, J.D. listening to the show and reaching out and uh, helping him out. And and now uh, you're, you're well on your way to a solution, it looks like to me. You think, Dennis? Well, like I said, uh, you know, during our last episode, you know, yeah, it's painful that we have to do this overhaul. But on the other hand, I'm so happy that we're doing it because now I know what was causing my little problem. I now am going to trust this engine. I'm not going to have any hesitation about taking it on a trip, you know, over water, over the Everglades. You know, it, it's just going to make me much more confident and in, in more efficient and more effective with using that airplane. So there you go. Well, I'm looking and, forward to this. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, he, you know, when you have a solution that seems that solid that you've come across, uh, yeah, I mean, it just instills confidence. 
than being a pilot and flying your own aircraft, I think. So, uh, but let's back up just a little bit and talk about what has taken place up until this point. You're getting ready to load the engine into this crate, send it off to Pinnacle. But before you even got to that point, you had to pretty much take the whole engine out of the aircraft and you did this yourself or with a mechanic or another AI or a IA, or I don't know. What IA. is it? IA. But yeah, right. it's an IA. But no, um, actually, I've done all, almost all of the work on this either myself or with the help of one or two of my neighbors. Okay. And you're uh, allowed to you do know. that? Uh, this isn't like a thing you have to have signed off? When you're no, like, taking stuff apart, it. doesn't matter, <laughs> taking right? Taking it apart is easy. <laughs> it's putting it back together uh-huh. that you have to have somebody that sign off is certified it. that can sign off on the install. Got it. So for what we're doing here isn't rocket science, but just like JD said, when he gets it, he's going to open it up and take pictures. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the same thing. I shot a several minute video from all angles trying to see if I could capture, you know, where the hoses and cables and wires are routed right. so that when we go to put this engine back in, we're not having to try to reinvent the wheel and figure out how they, how they, you know, got this puzzle put together. Well, yeah, you That's don't want to go back to, you don't want to put it back together and then uh, look down at the floor and go, Oh crap. There's like seven or eight spots parts well, still left there. What the hell? You know, you've never seen the inside of the engine compartment on the Mooney, but, you know, if you talk to any mechanic, they just get just angry because there is about six inches of space from the back of the engine to the firewall. And that's where the bags and the vacuum pump and the oil filter sit. There's hardly a room to get your hand back there. Mm. Compare that to my neighbor's Piper Arrow, where it looks like you could have a cookout in the back and be able to sit behind the engine. You know, it's just nuts. So, you know, everything's in a place and there's really only one place it can go. And so having photographic uh, evidence to go back and try to reconstruct that is going to make life a lot simpler for, for us. For sure. What, I mean, how many parts are we talking? If, are you well, keeping a number on this stuff too? I'm not too? keeping a number, but I mean, as we, you know, you got to get everything unhooked. You've got oil lines going to an oil cooler, which believe it or not, the oil cooler needs to go out for an overhaul. Who'd have thunk that, right? Mm. Yeah, uh, And then the hoses that hook up to the oil cooler, well, this engine's been on the airplane since 1997. Do you want to put 20-some-year-old hoses back on after we get done? They've been you know, cooking behind there with all the engine heat for that many years. They're getting stiff, and you know, I would hate to have one you know, break or leak, and now all of a sudden I'm having to pull the engine back off to replace you know, yeah. maybe a $100 hose. While we're that in there. dumb. While we're in there, we're going to yeah. take care of this problem. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to source hoses. The engine mount itself, the, the actual metal uh, tubing that, suspend, that holds the engine to the firewall, that actually came off. We oh, pulled okay. that thing off because we're going to send that out. Well, wait, did it come it off inspected. by choice or did it just break off when you no, started? No, we, oh. we took it off. I, okay. I, and the scary thing, and I'll have I'll put a picture up online, but mm-hmm. the the bolt holding the fire the engine mount to the airframe is about the size of a soda straw, and that's it. That's it. Okay, but, and it's all it needs to be, you know, because yeah. it's it's pulling together that engine mount to the airframe itself. But mm-hmm. it's still just a little unnerving when you see this thin little bolt is all it's holding, you know, several pounds, pounds, hundred pounds of thrust to that airframe. Interesting. So, it's okay. interesting, you know, yeah. it's engineering is amazing. You know, they they've proven it. It works. We don't suddenly have engines falling off airplanes, so mm-hmm. clearly it's it's adequate. So did you get uh, a new bolt? Or, or? I, I am actually going to order new bolts. I don't okay. think th- th- those have done well. We'll put mm-hmm. them on the wall somewhere for decoration. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. that's all the kind of stuff that you're having to figure out. I've been 
uh, far deeper in the Mooney Illustrated Parts catalog than I ever expected, just trying to track down all the part numbers and start uh, getting a shopping list so that I can order new bolts, new lock washers, new nuts. Um, that engine mount is actually going to go out and be inspected as well. We're going to make sure that there's no cracks in the tubing or any chafing from where wires and hoses uh, were attached to it that might weaken the tube. Because again, now is the time to fix it if there's a problem instead of, you know, five years from now, the mechanic finds a crack in the thing and now we're taking the engine off. And, mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be a pain. Now, when you I, were taking everything apart, though, did you ever have one of those moments like, oops, that wasn't supposed to come off? <laughs> no, but we okay. dropped, I don't know how many nuts, bolts, and washers. I've been trying to keep track of them. I got a box of Ziploc bags and a Sharpie. I've been, you know, right here, you know, this was the uh, throttle you know, linkage adapters and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to put everything in the bag so we can account for them and make it a little bit easier to go back together when we're done. Right. I mean, how much, uh, uh, will, I mean, will you, will it be just as bad putting it back together, uh, once you get the engine back from Pentacle or oh, I think it'll be worse, uh, because yeah. we're going to have to, you know, get all of these hoses attached and get them routed and get everything put back in and get it all nice and tidy. I mean, I don't have to be real neat and clean when I get in with the nippers and cut a zip tie. Because uh, I'm just taking things off and trying to unwind it, but right. we want to put it all back together nice and neat and hopefully better than it was before. So it's going to take a little extra time and effort, and uh, yeah, we're going to want to take some take and do it right, you know. Yeah. Well, I know your son Austin. You were telling me this during the commercial break. He actually wanted some of the parts that uh, Pinnacle will probably end up discarding and what uh, reusing them into art things or. <laughs> Well, uh, well, if we resourcing can, them uh, for something or what? Well, what it turns mean? out things like those engine cylinders, you know, either are not serviceable or they, you know, they're not going to overhaul them. And if they're just going to throw them in a scrap bin, I'd, I'd like to take them home because Austin would love to uh, make a coffee table using four cylinders as the as the legs of a coffee table. Okay, you know? all right. You know, to repurpose, why not? we could do that. Some of I've got stuff, another yeah. neighbor that wants a piston to use for a cigar ashtray in his hangar. Okay, so, you know, I like that idea. Maybe we'll put those up on a Etsy website, and I'll use that to try to help uh, you know, offset the cost of the uh, repair here. We'll, yeah, that's we'll actually start making a gr- some moto art, right? Yeah, that's a great idea for a piston, a cigar ashtray or something like that. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got a big hole in the side where the piston pin would normally go that you could set your stogie in. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, all right, so you got those, and... and um, but there weren't, well, other than, you know, the hoses, they were like, okay, how, how am I going to uh, manage this, um, you know, as far as uh, getting the new hoses and, and the fact the Pinnacle, when you start thinking about the, uh, what, the sensor that you wanted to uh, put, put in, you just called them and then they were like, hey, we can do that for you. And yeah, they just exactly. solved that issue for you all right from the get-go, I guess, right? They did. And and a lot of it is just me having to do research, too. I mean, like the aircraft propeller obviously had to come off first before we could even get the engine out. Well, the propeller is going to go out for an inspection because, again, it's been on the airplane since 97 and probably could use a little little attention. You know, the, there's grease and oil and seals and things like that that wear over time. So we had to make a shipping container for that. So thankfully, I live in an air park with a lot of very nice, helpful people. We built our uh, shipping crate 
and customized it to fit my propeller. And we're shipping that off on a, on a FedEx truck here one of these days to up to Arkansas and have that overhauled. And, and you dubbed it the propeller coffin. Is yes, that right? I did. <laughs> I like it. See, that could be a thing too. Propeller coffin, I could use one of those. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What are you doing in first class? So, the pilot was from Pakistan. I said, hey, I know a guy from Pakistan. I work with him. And then he said, hey, why don't you come to the front and sit in the big chairs? But, 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 but that's me. I'm the guy from Pakistan. I told him that, and then he, and then he put me here. Okay, but I, the guy from Pakistan, right. I'm back in economy. Sir, you're going to need to take your seat. And Captain Bashir wanted you to have these samosas his mother made. Oh, no, thank you. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And the sky's so high and the ground so low. And I think I'm dying, but I'm just being born. At the airport terminal, the planes are landing. And through the terminal, we all shall go. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me. We apologize for that, but that's just what we do sometimes. Captain Dennis rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and talk about uh, Captain Dennis's engine issue. He has to get it overhauled. It's going to keep him grounded for, you know, at least a month, maybe two. We'll see what happens uh, with how uh, Pinnacle does with his engine. But I don't know. What are you going to do on the downtime, Dennis? What do you think? Well, I'm I'm kind of glad I got my CFI a couple of years ago because uh, at least now, I, you know, living here in the air park, uh, there seems to be an endless uh, need for people to do training. So mm-hmm. I've been uh, finding opportunities to fly with many of my neighbors and, you know, whether it's uh, helping a guy get his instrument rating or the other night I went up with one of the neighbors who hadn't flown at night since uh, 2020, pre-COVID. So we went out and... Uh, did a couple of landings here at the at the air park and then went down to uh, Fort Myers Page Field. Got to do a little bit of, uh, you know, night navigation, finding runways and things like that. So it was actually a really good, uh, good way to get out and, you know, spend some time in the air. There you go. So that'll keep you uh, proficient. Yeah. I mean, you still got to do your three takeoffs and landings over 90 days or what? I do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm able to do that, you know, as I'm flying with the student or, you know, with some of my friends, we just go off for breakfast in the morning and I can take the landings from the right seat. And, you know, there's no requirement of what seat I do the landings in. It's just as long as I get my landings in. Got it. I mean, can you double dip that? You know, so so you're teaching at the same time and showing them like, hey, this is how you do it. Uh, that's one. Here, let me show you yeah. one more time. That's two. Yes, you can do that. (laughs) Exactly. I can demonstrate that. And, uh, you know, we might be doing that. One of the neighbors wants to take me up in his uh, champ. And so I haven't uh, flown much in a tailwheel. So that'd be great for me to get uh, get back into doing that again. Yeah. So champ's like a cub, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's very similar. They were competing yeah. against each other at the time. So, okay. you know, if anything, it's giving me more opportunities to uh, try out different aircraft and, and fly with other people and share some of my experience. I've been trying to encourage uh, some of the neighbors to sign up for the uh, WINGS program, uh, you know, as a part of their doing their uh, flight reviews every year. Right. So, you know, I think, it's, you know, this is good for me. What, is, what are the odds that you're going to be out there flying with uh, some of your neighbors? And then uh, in a week or two, realize like, you know what? I really like this aircraft. Maybe I should get a second one. Oh, that discussion's already happening. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Wait, wait, uh, Dory, your wife said that? She said no second airplane. Really? Yeah, I know. Well, and she's something about where am I going to park the car? And I'm like, well, honey, we can can figure that out. She's like, no. (laughs) Just just no. Okay. Okay. So So I'm still looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep working on her. Uh, yeah. You never know. You, you know, I could have a high wing that would complement the Mooney really nicely. That's right. You know, you need a really good trainer for you-know-who, uh, your don't, son. Don't think it hasn't <laughs> crossed my mind. My daughter still needs to get her rating. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking me, but I knew he wasn't. But uh, <laughs> I knew you were thinking you, because yeah. that's how it always works. Right. Yeah, anybody in the neighborhood have a good trainer? Have you already... Uh, looked around for that type of situation too or no i've been keeping my eyes open but uh most of the people here have either got home builds which you know could be but um you know we don't we're looking for like a 172 or a 150 or a cherokee well what about a champ i mean that's a high wing aircraft isn't it it is and actually my uh one of my neighbors one of the first people i met in the air park actually has a rather unique champ it's actually called a tri-champ instead of a tail dragger it actually has a factory nose wheel so, you know, it looks like a, a cub, but the wheel's up front. Okay. And, you know, it's from the, the late 40s, early 50s. And so that would actually be a decent little trainer. Okay. It's, but a know, tail dragger would not be a good trainer. N- well, it depends who you talk to. But yeah, the a trike, you know, tricycle gear, airplane mm-hmm. nose wheel is certainly going to be a lot easier for a new person. But you can teach them, and people do take their their check rides and tail draggers as well. But you know the insurance is a little bit uh, more restrictive on number of hours and things like that for solo. So yeah, it's it's easier to go with a tricycle geared airplane. Got it. So which neighbor uh, do you envy the most? Uh, just put it out there, Dennis. Well, which which aircraft have you seen? I don't seen? know where to start because you know my buddy Ron flies a Bonanza and has a pits in his hangar. Eric's yeah. got the Tri Champ and an Arrow, and you got the guys down the field with the RVs, and another guy's got a Quest Venture, and mm. you know someone else has got his son that comes in in a Malibu. I mean, it, what's not to like about this neighborhood? Variety you know, the do- is the, the spice of life. The, you know, way yeah. with the steerman is kind of nice too. You know, it's oh it's just, geez, where, where do you go? Yeah. So there, you have a lot to pick from, but you haven't literally uh, zeroed in. You just you just want a little bit of everything. Is that it? Exactly. Okay. All right. So we'll we'll see how that you know how many uh, rides he can get in different aircraft over the next you know during this downtime. So you just got to play that uh, instructor card and just milk it for all it's worth, right? Exactly. But do you notice here, Greg? Even in this uh, outstanding circumstance here, I'm still managing to find a way to fly. Well, yeah, that's of course. So, what is your point? Well, well, what you know, you can't use that as an excuse to not fly. You need to find a way to fly. So, you know, I'm trying to show you that you know, if you if you get creative, you can figure this out. We'll get you in the air. We're going to get you that rating. I have no creative juices at all, as anyone knows by listening to this show over the years. 
No, I will find a way. There will it, it will happen. I've said this a million times, and and someday it will be true. But uh, but Dennis is Dennis knows I got a lot of stuff on my plate right now. I got a son yeah. getting married in a couple weeks. That I, I got to get through that, and then lobster you know, season's coming. Lobster up. season is you know. But so we're going to be flying to places, you know. But as things start opening up and stuff, and and uh, things get a little bit better on the business side of things, yeah, flying is going to be more in the cards for sure for yours truly. Mark my words, as I know you have for years, but uh, it will happen. It will happen. In the meantime, I still have to fly commercial when Dennis is grounded. And, uh, I, you know, I, I did see the news this week, and it was a bit distressing from, what was it, Southwest and who? What was the other? Southwest hour? and American have both announced that they are, are going to continue to halt alcohol sales until at least September now. Just because uh, some flight attendant gets her teeth knocked out by a passenger? <laughs> Come on! I mean, I just think they're not giving them enough alcohol. That's just, what I'm thinking. Blackout drunk and then quit watering come. down those drinks already. Jeez, if they if they have that much physical uh, stamina after uh, drinking, they haven't drank enough. As my get no, it's I kid, but no. that's that was an unfortunate situation. I'm like, but, I, but I'm not trying to make fun of that situation, but it is sad to think that you know that is the decision process that we need to ban alcohol because it potentially could make things worse. Correct. Yeah, I mean it's going to make people more edgy, and you know I don't know what the situation was that uh, with, with with that particular incident on Southwest was the was the lady drunk? If she was, obviously that was an issue. But I I didn't see any reports that said that she was. It was just uh, she was upset with the flight attendant. I don't know telling her to put up her tray table or something like that. That's what I saw. All you know, I know is that there's no excuse for it. No, you know? there's no excuse for any kind of. Uh, talk back to the flight attendant as grumpy as you may be about, you know, fly, you know, trade tables or the lack of uh, alcohol or, you know, you got to wear a mask or whatever the case may be. It's like, you know, there's no excuse for starting a fight on an airplane anywhere for that matter. It's just crazy, you know, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't understand where that's coming from. But why penalize the rest of us? Yeah, see what you did. Well, Great. You know, there's always the option to fly first class because I don't think that they're cutting it off there. So, you know, you well, I would hope use not. those frequent flyer miles and upgrade yourself. You know, I can get my hands on Captain Keith's credit card and maybe I'll be good to go. I got a hold of it already for the engine. Okay. Well, loan it to me. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up till next time. Remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 